When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Seven and a half minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show from the no-name studio on the bleeding edge of technology from sweet home Alabama to the world. A lot to do on the program today. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, they've already given you a kickoff hour on uh, all the Rick and Bubba platforms. If that's part of your Rick and Bubba daily experience, we hope you've enjoyed that. They join us now as we go forward. Eddie Van Adler settles in to his booth. The YouTube experience is ready to go. Live and archived today, including a best of hour for your uh, consumption on your own time. Uh, you also can catch that on Blaze TV as well today. Podcast archives also available for you on the parts of the show that you didn't catch live today. Catch those later today on the Rick and Bubba podcast channel. America's boldest radio stations on the Rick and Bubba radio network carry this baby live. Our TuneIn app has it live including uh, some past shows uh, that are archived there once the live show is done. So however you're receiving Rick and Bubba on whatever time frame, we're thankful that you are here. We're missing one, the silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters man of the year, the inventor of pizza in a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, welcome in to the little party we call Rick and Bubba. Also, John Scruggs' favorite radio show of all time. It's favorite. We appreciate that. Um, I know, being a uh, a music critiquer, you you mm-hmm. probably know the motivation behind that song because I don't. I was going to ask you. Well, I will tell you that um, I wrote a parody song called "Grandma." <laughs> Where's the biscuits? So uh, you know what? I honestly don't. I do not know the background on that. I mean, it, it's, there has to be an interesting uh, story yeah, going if, on. With that. If you look at the lyrics, it, it's clearly making an analogy of uh, an attractive lady uh, and an automobile. 
and then suddenly the the Panama is thrown in there. So yeah, I, 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 don't I don't know if really I really follow that. I don't yeah. know if he was in Panama, and, right. and uh, you know, I don't know if it's Panama City. Right. I, you know, it's um, I I do not Did know. Did they Greg. have a boat they needed to get through? Yeah, I mean, I, the canal. I, what, what I, I really don't know. Greg, do you know the uh, the origin of the song? Greg will know. Panama. What what why why right. they, why, they, why the uh, the Van so Halen, it's not just me. You know, do you right. think it's one of those? And I've heard it on other songs. It, it's not so much. What it's about is just that word fits it. Correct. Like Susu Studio. Remember, he said he wanted to put a name in there. He never could come up with one, so he just said it just Susu Studio. Noise, yeah. I wonder if Panama, like you were just making the, you, you needed something to fit there. How's it go? The word Panama fit. <laughs> well, what because I Because it doesn't make it any sense. Go, Diana. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I told, Greg, you mentioned it. I said I had a parody song called Grandma, <laughs> where's the biscuits? Yeah. But uh, yeah. but anyway, if you look at the lyrics, the lyrics are all a female automobile analogy, kind of like uh, Little Red Corvette. But when he hits the chorus, he just uses Panama for the chorus. That's what I'm so, saying. I think I, it just I, I, they I, liked I, the way that sounded, and then we couldn't find a word, but the word yeah. Panama actually fits. Yeah. Adler, you know? When I was a kid, no, I'm just talking about how stupid I was when I was a kid. I couldn't understand what they were saying, so I would just say, ready to rock. <laughs> ready to rock. <laughs> I didn't know See, what that not make sense. See, oh, that no. fits. Ready to rock. Ready to rock. That fits. <laughs> no, wow. That stupid kid. Yeah, but if you look at the lyrics, the chorus doesn't even fit. I mean, it seems like the chorus should be no, something about a car. Go. It should be something about a car, you know. Like, but it's uh, it, it's it's odd. But but anyway, so uh, w- those of you that watched on YouTube, we were singing uh, Van Halen's Panama. Of course, we paid the rights for it here in the audio world, uh, and would pay it for the YouTube if they'd ever figured that out. But yeah. uh, but anyway, so uh, we we have a lot to unpack on the program today. Um, do I mention the unspoken today? I got the answer. Oh, do you? Okay, great. Go ahead. I got the answer. Although the song features some suggestive lyrics. Yes, it's about a car that Roth saw in a race in Las Vegas, and the car was called the Panama Express. There you go. Thank you, Greg. There it is. Thank you, Greg. That explains why the car lyrics are there and why the chorus says Panama. You know, I'm in a weird kind of way. I'm kind of glad to put that to bed. I am too, because I've wondered about that for years. Well, you had me all. uh, You had me because I thought, man, they must have a condo down there or something. Is there is there anything worse that when somebody plants something in your head and you go, I I really am going to try not to be concerned about that, and suddenly you are. It's almost like an earworm song. You know, you can't you can't quit singing. But now I wonder why the car was named Panama. Uh, Panama Express. Yeah. Well, there you go. I like that, and I like that a lot. Did, did we mention? And I like it. Do we? Because with this, with this, you, okay. So this is saying this is this is making the mistake of thinking, thinking you have something. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Okay. Well, don't you okay. Dare. Let's, let's I, I, I won't mention it again. Let's give it an hour. Okay. Don't you even? Yeah. Then we can talk about. I mentioned right. he was here, but he just observing. So, so I hopefully I shouldn't mention the success of yesterday hour. Nope. Mm-mm. Why would you do that? Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Come okay. on, Rick. Oh man! Well, how about Don't this? poke the bear, Greg. I, t- I, I said this to uh, Master. We'll poke en- the bear next hour. I said this to Master Engineer Young Scruggs. I said this is a term I'm using a lot these days about a lot of things mm-hmm. because I've learned that you can be too far one way and too far the other. You know that where you're on one end, you're nothing but a critical spirit. On the other end, you're you're ridiculously optimistic. And you're not right. in the real world. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've and by the way, it's okay to find that middle ground, mm-hmm. which is probably where we should be. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic. There you go. Okay. That's a good term. Yeah, it is. It's a good term. I like it. People have asked me about a lot of things lately, and I said, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, Mm -hmm. which means I haven't really looked into it. I don't really know, but I'm not going to be critical. It's going to be all right. I don't know enough to be critical of it, but I don't know enough to endorse it. Right. 
So so I'm just kind of cautiously optimistic. There you go. So, so there you go. Uh, all right, we'll be back 15 minutes past the hour. We do need to talk UFOs a little bit today. And that, yeah, al- yeah, that, yeah, that always yeah. stirs a little. We'll tell you about how that's going to go. Uh, Bubba had an MRI yesterday and took a Valium. Oh. So we'll get an update on that. Can't wait for that. Yeah, sure. Uh, yesterday's Bible study archive is there. The letter to the church in Sardis from the Revelation. That archive is available on the YouTube and podcast channel. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so look, if you turn on the news uh, or you you know you open up your your Twitter these days, one thing becomes blatantly obvious. Uh, the world is in desperate need of godly men. And on this show, you hear us talking about that, even strategy we put together. We've made this point over and over again that if you can address that influence in society, in the home and in the church, a lot of things get resolved, and you know what? That's what inspired our friend Jason Whitlock. Uh, he's organized Fearless Army Roll Call. It's going to be an all-day event to encourage men to put on the full armor of God and to take a stand against the evil forces that is destroying American culture. Now, at this conference, uh, you're going to hear inspiring speeches from Jason. Of course, he'll be there. Several special guests that will inspire you to be a better husband, father, and more importantly, witness for Christ. Roll Call is going to inspire, uplift, and even entertain. It'll be a great time of fellowship. It'll be a great time of high challenge and, and discipleship. So join hundreds of like-minded men. It's going to be in the Music City. There'll be great hosts, uh, Nashville, on April the 15th. It's an important conference. Tickets will likely sell out. So go ahead and secure yours today by going to fearlessarmyrollcall.com. FearlessArmyRollCall.com. Again, that's FearlessArmyRollCall.com and reserve your spot today. Uh, and, and then, Bubba, they, they apparently were taken behind closed doors and had some sort of intelligence, intelligence briefing concerning UFOs. Yeah, and we, we want to be briefed on it. Uh, the general public is still very curious about this. Mm-hmm. And so we've asked the senator to come on and share with us what he can. Right, which is probably going to be nothing, but we will press him on it. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. We, and I think that with our our relationship with this particular senator, um, you know, if if Lubbock, Texas, is any indication, I think we can get him to blab something. Okay, so so that that because I want you to know that's what I'm going for. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say, what you who are you afraid of? Well, Tell let us. me ask you this. I'm gonna if, see if I can't. I, I'm gonna see if I can't goad him into I, telling I, us something. I, I don't see how we don't know what it is can be classified. Right, you know that's to me that's not classified. No, you say that to anybody. Uh, yeah. If we know it's somebody from the Vegas Star System, then maybe that's yeah, classified. Sure, you absolutely. know I, I don't know. It's uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask. Right. How, how about this? Of all senators, I think Senator Coach Senator Tuberville mm-hmm. will be as brutally honest with us as he possibly can. Oh yeah, and I I really think we can goad him into saying something. I mean we we've <laughs> done we no we've done it before. <laughs> I'm not saying that as a negative toward him. I'm saying that as a positive toward him. I think he wants to say, "What are we What are we hiding this for?" I'll tell you about it. Mm, I, you know, that's funny. I mean, I think on a few good men. You know, what he says, "I think Colonel he, Jessup wants to say." I think it. Colonel Jessup wants to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Now he may tell us we can't handle the truth, but he wants to tell it. Yeah. Uh, and that's a. You know what? You're darn right. There's UFOs. So again, I'm kind of I'm kind of taking. You're darn back. right. We got an alien. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the one off the South Carolina coast. Uh, but, you know, this other one that was uh, octagon in shape and 
all of this. I, I don't know why we haven't been able to recover that and get a little more info on it. I'll tell you why. Went down into a region, Bubba, they can't get to. Mm-hmm. Went down in what region? Uh, just what they said. Little area they can't. It's it's hard. Well, the terrain's tough. Well, in Canada, I thought the we got the the Canadians were handling they, that. Well, they're, they're they're working together to get it. Bully. It's just, just going to take a little time. Same, they say. We've heard this garbage for yeah. years. They say a little time. A little yeah, time everybody time. says, "What's our narrative? Oh, too hard to find." Mm-hmm. That's the reason why you hear all this I'm stuff. Debating mm-hmm. saying something. I'm I know not. you are. Go I'm ahead. Try not to say it. I'm not. There's nothing mm-hmm. to say. Okay. Now you sound like Tuberville. <laughs> but the uh, I think Tuberville's going to tell us today. Rick, tell us more than we've ever known. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going I'm to be Tom Cruise, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see an alien? <laughs> <laughs> you darn right I saw one! <laughs> you know, I think the more concerning thing <laughs> is that, uh, and I, I hate to go back to the Tic Tac stuff. Here but, we go. Um, I'd, I kind of wish, you know, we would say that it's this or that. The fact we don't know, to me, is more concerning than anything. Oh, we know. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I got off in the Tic Tac thing on, uh, the day I was going around on YouTube. Yeah. Navy pilots, I mean, they're straight up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the footage, is, the footage is ridiculous. Greg's in. It is. The, it I really mean, is. Well, no, somebody's got – I don't know if it's aliens. Somebody's got something pretty sharp. That's it. That's the key. Somebody yeah. has got something. Yeah. It, it may not be a Martian, it's doing but things something that is going on. Even is, it, you, is it another branch of our government testing stuff? And we know they've done that before. Uh, but they, they say they have checked in with everybody and nobody will claim responsibility for it. Is it a foreign government? Yeah. Now, if I find that a little hard to believe, it's not totally off the <clears> table. <throat> so if it's not that, we have to assume it's somebody not from this planet or something we have never seen before did on you, this planet. Did you see it, it? May be, it may be living here now. We don't know. Did, did you don't. see the one that they, they sent two F-18s off to go look? And they went and they, they saw it under the water. Yeah. And then something come up was hovering over it. Yeah. And when you under the water, it said it looked like some type of oh, I know. craft I know. just hey. under the surface. And the water was boiling on top yeah. of it. Calm down. I love the way that goes. I love the way that goes from left to right. Yeah. Yeah. But Speedy likes to always give him a turn yeah. and look at him yeah. as it's coming yeah. around. Right. But let, let me and, say and this. We always me, post some uh, some statement with, it, as soon as it, it happens. And, 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 and it's it 100% that it. every time I turn around, <laughs> it owns you like, just yeah. like Bubba loves non-denominational. You're right. But, and, uh, and does all of this somehow go back to Betty and Barney Hill? That's yeah. the bottom line. Well, what I just heard a minute ago, Hound, Speedy, Adler, and Bubba, you already know it. Do you remember the Dr. Pepper commercial when Larry Culpepper said Flutie's in? Yeah. You remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I just heard Greg weigh in. Yeah. Greg's in. Uh-huh. He's, he's in on Tic Tac. Yeah. You're in on Tic Tac, well, I mean, we got pretty credible pilots talking about it. I mean, it'd be different if it was, uh, what's his face? Oh, Jones, what's his name? The guy that's Alex. 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 Is that how you describe Alex? That's your description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, oh, we're going to press Tuberville. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, when we send these people off to represent us, they need to be telling us stuff. We're going to press him. What do you think the answer will be? I I'm, I think we'll never our know. military is going to say they don't know. Mm-hmm. But Space junk. 
they they obviously have recovered the stuff from the Chinese balloon. So why haven't yeah. we been told what's on it? Right. I mean, I want to know. No, no, they, I haven't, know. they haven't co- recovered all of it. I heard the brief or the news report on that. Well, Somebody's taking. Hey, mm-hmm. putting quotes up. They the had, balloon. They, what was, what it, was, what on was the, it moving? What was smoking the, five well, miles an hour? We couldn't get ships out there ready some, to catch it. Some tough, some tough uh, weather and and. Uh, the uh, the mm. Atlantic has not been cooperating as far as getting down to the bottom mm. and getting everything, but they're working on it. They have re- recovered some stuff from the surface, though. But what's down at the bottom, they're working on. And weather the other day was so bad they couldn't have, they just couldn't do anything that day. I just can't believe they <laughs> shot down you know something off the Alaskan coast and then something over Lake Michigan and we can't we can't find it. We yeah. can't find it. Yeah, that's it. We can't find mm. it. Mm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got GPS. We got satellites taking pictures. We know exactly the, to the foot where it was when we shot it, mm-hmm. and we can't find it. Well, Bubba, it's just—I mean, do you believe where it went, where it went down? It's just tough to based get Based on what you Bubba. just said, do you really believe we haven't found it? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying what they did. Know. What they could know. tell is that where the Chinese balloon could. Uh, could kind of maneuver and they could control it. Yeah, had the, some the, steering capability. These other objects mm-hmm. were just floating. Mm-hmm. They, I, I know. I'm look. You're looking at me. I'm just telling you what. I know what I know. they were saying. No, no, hey, they were just floating. And look, let's just let's also be honest. The Biden administration's embarrassed. They let a Chinese balloon float mm-hmm. right through the through the through our country. So now they want to start shooting stuff down so they can look. You know, like mm-hmm. they're all over. And, and I'm still just a little perplexed at why the Chinese need a balloon to do this, to look at this stuff when they have satellites. <laughs> I've heard they have not they, found. I, and I know satellites go over faster. I got that, and it's a lot further out. <coughs> Y'all, I can go to Google and see my dog in the yard. That's a white dot in a green yard. It's it's eight pounds, and you can see the shadow it cast. I think the satellites could get the pit to get yeah. it done. Well, they've explained that balloons are a lot slower, and they can hover over where they want. How much can... more of a picture do you need than an eight pound dog out in the yard taking a tinkle? There you go. Apparently, and see more. the shadow from it. They said they have found the money. DB Cooper tried to hide. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. And now I get up today, and a Black Hawk military helicopter's crashed, mm-hmm. uh, and that's near our. our it's in Alabama, but um, you know, it just near feels like it just feels like this thing. It's like every day you get up, there's something crashed, yeah. something falling out of the sky, something running off the road, something running off the rails, uh, some sort of explosion, mm-hmm. uh, earthquakes, pestilence, cats and dogs dating. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so this is a sad deal. Um, it says two people have lost their life. Uh, it is a fatal military helicopter crash, and that happened yesterday afternoon uh, on Highway 53, as Bubba said, near Huntsville. So um, uh, they'll be investigating what happened. But you just you hate that a lot of. I mean, you see, there's video of it. Witnesses saw it fall right out of the sky. Yeah, let's see what. Because uh, I mean, it is. This is uh, like a some. Rock yeah, this is some uh, security broke. footage from a home. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. And, and it is like you say. It just it just came out of the sky. Like I mean, s- something went terribly south. Yeah. And down it came. Yeah, because usually if they, uh, I know if a helicopter or a movable wing aircraft has a problem with mm-hmm. an engine, they can auto rotate to the ground. But it, I mean, that thing looked like it didn't even have the props well, on it the yeah, way it was going. I know. Something that controls the steering or something was completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we know any more information on it? In the story, it does not go uh, through the calls 
just talks about the crash and the responders and Red Star and Arsenal was aware of it and they were working um, with first responders and and um, that's really about all the story has. Yeah, all they can tell us now, Bubba, to Speedy's point, is unfortunately the two individuals in the helicopter both died in the fiery crash, likely on impact, and that no other people on the ground, no cars or any pedestrians were injured uh, as a result of the crash. So um, that's all we really uh, know. And and they'll have to get in and investigate. For them and, and then, their family. Yeah, then they'll come out and they'll they'll give us the details. Ten minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. Alabama Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville uh, is our guest. Senator, welcome back to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you today, sir? Good morning. Welcome to the clown show up here. <laughs> All right, let's get right to it. We don't have a lot of time. And and I want you to know, as I told you in the break, we can handle the truth. Don't hold back. <laughs> Just give it to us straight, Coach. That's it. And <laughs> I don't I don't want to be accused of riding the clutch. All right, so <laughs> so let's talk what you saw in the briefing and we want you to tell us everything, hold nothing back. Well, they had a we have these classified briefings where they, supposedly nobody can hear anything, but uh China's got 300 satellites, they can hear everything we say. But right, uh, right. the bottom line is uh, we go in there and either they don't know anything or they're embarrassed to say anything. Uh, and first time in 57 years, we've not had a Goodyear blimp at the Super Bowl. And the reason was they're afraid to get shot down. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Now they're saying it was probably uh, balloon trash in the air, a U-Haul trailer balloon or something that was advertised that was floating around. We we shot two $400,000 missiles at it, finally hit it with the second one. I mean, this it, it is absolutely uh, embarrassing of what's going on up here. For the first week, we knew when the balloon took off in China, goes to Hawaii, then goes up to Alaska, goes across our country. We know it is a spy balloon. Well, these goofballs up here don't give the go-ahead to shoot it down. They're afraid that China might get insulted so we let them look at everything that we had here we finally shoot it down we spent millions of dollars digging it out of the water when we could have shot it and it landed on uh in somewhere in a wooded area where it wouldn't hardly cost us anything but we spent millions of dollars trying to find it and then we just overreacted and shot down probably and again i don't know why biden is not coming out and saying anything i guess he's just so embarrassed of what's happened that they're not putting him in front of the camera but we're not in any danger this was probably uh, balloon trash or, or whatever kind of trash that's been floating up there for a while. The radar C that we use in NORAD doesn't pick up that small stuff. And uh, so we probably had had that trash up there for a while. But we did pick up uh, the big balloon, the spy balloon early, and uh, they just made a bad decision to let it float across our country and and uh, take pictures of everything that we had. and. Uh, and again, they are totally embarrassed of what's happened. And hopefully uh, they've learned a lesson. But I tell you, up here, they don't learn many lessons. Uh, you know, our border of crime, uh, education is going south, fentanyl. I mean, that, it, name me one thing that these people have done right up here. I can't name it. I, and I keep, I, I argue with my Democratic colleagues, and they're so embarrassed that uh, you can't even get them to argue with you anymore. It is absolutely over the top of what's going on here. Coach Senator, um, the let me ask you this: Why is China using balloon technology to spy? We know they got satellites. Uh, you can go to Google Earth things that are public. I mean, I can yeah. see my eight-pound dog out in the yard taking a leak and see the shadow that it cast. 
surely they can get what they need with satellites. Why are they, why are they even fooling with balloons? Well, first of all, Bubba, you know, they, they, they released that thing. And again, it goes towards uh, Hawaii. It's got a 400 mile radius around it that it can take pictures of 200, all, uh, you know, uh, 200 on both sides. So uh, then we track it and then we track it going to Alaska and somebody made the decision uh van van hark the general that we have in norad uh you know uh, basically has told everybody hey we we know it's coming but he couldn't get uh clearance to to bring it down uh then it goes over canada they didn't want to do anything with it we did not release it that it was up there and it, just because we had a couple of farmers see it in montana the only reason that this administration admitted it that it happened or we, they would have just uh said i don't say anything let's let's let this thing go it but china really doesn't as you said bubba they they've got three over 300 satellites that's listening to us talk right now i mean if they want to pick it up they, they can pick it up so uh it is uh it was probably taking pictures uh but again they can take pictures also and it's just it's just sad that we do not have the gall to tell china said so listen uh you know he biden should have called Z, Z Ping and after it was coming towards Alaska and say, listen, you got 30 minutes to call me back. If not, we're going to bring it down. We want to know what it is right now. Uh, but the, the protection of this country, it just goes to show you what they're doing at the borders and crime. Protecting our country is way down on the list of this administration. I can't believe, uh, and this is not a Democrat or Republican thing. Don't, don't, this is not where I'm attacking the Democrats. I'm attacking people that don't like this country, that don't want to protect this country. I don't care who you are. If you're a Republican, I'm against you too. If you're against protecting this country, and so it's uh, it, it's over the top now. And again, uh, I'm going to Munich, Germany this afternoon to a security conference where they bring in all the prime ministers and NATO and the Secretary of Defenses and all that. I want to hear their thoughts about what they think about our country. And of course, you know who's representing us over there is Kamala Harris. And uh, oh my God, last year she gave a speech over there. It was so embarrassing to the American public or should have been. Uh, I was embarrassed that she got up and said what she said in front of NATO right before the war started. And uh, but she's going back over and uh, no telling what she's going to talk about. Uh, it's 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 scary. Senator, it, it appears at this level that this balloon is at the, the 80 to 120 uh, foot level. Uh, you know, our fighter jets are, are, are below. They can't really get that high. It's, it's lower than our space assets. And like you said, our, our early warning radar system is designed to pick up ballistic missiles, not balloons. Do you think they're exploiting this? I mean, I hate to use the term test balloon, but could this be used as a weapon to bring in a suitcase nuke or some type of EMP device? And are they probing our defenses to see how we would handle that? Well, you know, that's what I asked in a question in one of our hearings was, uh, first of all, uh, you know, it's a balloon. Uh, we know where it came from because we tracked it the whole way. Now, it's not like we it all of a sudden it just showed up in Montana. We we knew it for four or five days where it was going and where it had been and what was on it. Uh, but that, that's what I asked. I asked the uh, uh, general from NATO. I said, listen, uh, first of all, uh, you know, this is coming from China. We know that. And if I'm not mistaken, they just killed 15 million people with the virus. And have we forgotten that already? I said, what's to say that they don't have some kind of bio uh, germ on this uh, balloon? 
uh, or thinking about, let's run this over the United States, see if they'll do anything. And then if we really have to attack them, uh, we'll do the same thing next time. It, it's just, there's no common sense with this. They are our enemy. China is our enemy, folks. They are building every day to go into Taiwan and to change this world and be the number one superpower in the world. And unfortunately, we're buying everything we've got, most of it from China. Uh, President Trump tried to move it back, but Biden has moved it back over. I don't know whether he's compromised or not, you know, with all this Hunter Biden stuff there. But there's there's more protection for China policies than from this administration than there is uh, for the United States. It's just uh, you can't you can't make it up what's going on up here. And everybody's kind of walking around thinking that, you know, do we have any leadership in this country anymore? And I can tell you right now, uh, over the past two weeks, uh, of course, uh, look at what happened in Ohio. Yeah. I mean, you've got Pothole Pete running around the country talking about extremism when people up there are, it's kind of like a, a mini Chernobyl uh, with this train wreck up there. And the White House finally sent somebody up there two days ago. Well, it happened two weeks ago. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's sad. It really is. Senator Chabrable, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so we 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 were we interviewed Andy Irwin uh, earlier uh, in the week, and uh, and Andy was talking about the movie that's coming out uh, next weekend, uh, Jesus Revolution, and it goes back to this historic revolution that um, you know happened in the seventies and all the people involved in that, and um, so Kelsey Grammer uh, is playing uh, the, the the pastor that was kind of at the heart of this the you know, tr- pastor of the traditional church and the hippie movement and and all this that took place between he and and one of the people from the hippie movement that became, you know, kind of a liaison between the two cultures. Uh, and there was a, um, a revolution involving people coming to Christ and the church embracing uh, those that uh, maybe would not normally be seen at church on Sunday. And, and anyway, so it's, it's a whole deal. I won't get into the whole movie. But the, the important part today is, you know, a lot of times when you, you talk to people that are producing movies that are faith-based movies, sometimes they'll be criticized uh, for you know, allowing actors who have never made professions of faith, you know, be part of the project. And you hear over and over again, well, look, first of all, we want the best actors because we want the movie to be good. And there might be a chance that these actors working on this type of project, and we've heard this before, there may be something that takes place in their life, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if they're part of, of the process of going through these historical events, even if they're from Scripture, or if they're like this, a movement uh, from the advancement of the gospel. And um, and so people just started bombard, uh, bombarding us yesterday saying, have you seen Kelsey Grammer yeah. on um what, what's the name Rage, of the show now? Uh, it's not Rage. See, I wanted to call it Rage. Too. Kelly and uh, Kelly, Kelly and, and Ryan, Ryan Seacrest. Right, yeah. right. Kelly yeah. and Ryan Seacrest, which used to be Rage's show, right. and it always yeah. will be Rage's show to me. <laughs> um, not that I watched it even then, but but still, but but Kelsey Grammer, and, and this is another reason why you do it, being <clears> as <throat> as wise as the serpent. Sorry, Bubba, but mm-hmm. gentle as the dove, is if you can get a Kelsey Grammer in your movie. Uh, he gets on shows like uh, like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got actors that nobody knows their name, uh, they probably don't get invited to be on uh, on these shows. Right. Uh, right. So so Kelsey Grammer is on the Kelly and Ryan show, 
and he starts talking about being part of this movie, and we'll just let you watch and, and hear for yourself. So, so here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a scene from Jesus Revolution. Tell us about it. It's a nice movie. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Really I sweet. mean, yeah. I, you're tearing up. Yeah. Watching I see you getting emotional. <laughs> what, are, what are you feeling? <laughs> Can I play doctor? Um, what yes, do you of feel? course. Um, I, I, I love this movie. I really love it. When I when first saw the first cut, uh, we sat down in our home and, and Kate saw it. She said, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever done. She started crying. <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, he's a man looking for his own faith and finds it as well. Uh, a man whose church is empty and he can't get uh, traction and he's starting to think he's going to be fired from his job as a pastor. And uh, uh, this hippie comes into his life and he on his new purpose and uh, started a movement that is still still going. So I mean, it's extraordinary. Story. Yeah, it's a true story. Chuck Smith, Chuck Smith is uh, the guy I played. He died in uh, 2014, I think. But uh, the number of people who came up uh, and said, oh, you're playing Chuck Smith. Oh, I, I listen to him all the time. Or, uh, and I say, uh, He's, uh, he, mar- he married us. Or uh, I was baptized by Chuck Smith. Uh, you can see this light in their eyes. And, And so then, wow. so then he just, uh, like I say, you find yourself wishing you could see more of the clip, but yeah, um, I know. I know. but that's that's what they put out. So you can see that this has been an extremely emotional experience for Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we love him, love uh, the acting he's done, love the character Frazier. Yeah. And uh, you know, I told Andy we even off the air, I said we're a huge fan of his. We'd love to get to interview him, but uh, you can tell this is uh, yeah, this has been a moving project for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, um, there, there's certainly something that has taken place in him taking on this role, and um, and when you're portraying someone else and you're trying to take on who they are and you're immersed into what happened, um, apparently it's been very moving for him. I mean yeah. that that part we don't have to speculate on because right. we just saw it, right? Right. <laughs> and and what about his wife saying that she thinks this is the best thing he's ever done? Yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see it. I, I really yeah. want to see it now. Yeah. So uh it, it comes out next week and uh so so it's it clear it's clearly had an impact on him. Uh and I'm like you, I look forward to seeing uh what uh, what they've done with the movie. Uh because um, I, I well, you and I were so young when this happened, um, that I I didn't really I wasn't all I've all I've heard people I've talk about it looking back at it, I wasn't old enough to experience it. So I I, I don't remember it, mm-hmm. it at right. all. And you know, and then you like we had a call already. You have this thing going on back up at Asbury College again that's going on right now. And you know, it's just um, there's 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 a lot of things going on in our world right now spiritually. Uh, and I'm not making any kind of prophetic prediction or anything like that because the minute you do that, you're you're off course. But we are told uh, to pay attention uh, to birth pains, even though we don't know when the baby is is due you can tell if it's far off or it's getting closer and we do know that today we're closer than we were yesterday um to all these things yeah mm-hmm. you know even in our individual lives or as a world and uh, so this um and and we and we can see clearly if you watch there is a spiritual war that has been going on for a very long time uh, and there's been ebbs and flows on it but uh, if you don't see the spiritual warfare that's going on right now then you either don't have any spiritual discernment or you're just you're just not paying attention right 
because it, it's blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I mean, there's some hard lines being drawn right now. And, and some of that can be good because the, there, there's a, there, you're, we're being forced to decide if we're really devoted or not. Right. And, uh, and that middle kind of meandering, apathetic middle ground of I think I'm going to heaven, but it really doesn't impact my life. I don't, right. you know, whatever. That, that kind of faith is kind of being challenged and eradicated right now. Now, the, the sad part of that is the darkness is also saying we're going to leave that middle ground too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, right. and not really hide who we are either. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, so it, I think we're living in a very uh, exciting time spiritually. Yeah. JesusRevolution.movie. We're, we're rolling the trailer now. So I don't remember it. I mean, of course, no, you we know, were too young. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this has made me go back and, and look at it and research it a little bit. And um, I'm familiar with uh, Jesus Revolution. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, the, 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 I've seen the cover that was on Time Magazine right, right, and, right, yeah, right. and all of that. And uh, But I, like I say, I was a little kid, so yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to what right. was going on. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't talk about it much down at Meadowbrook Baptist. All right. You know right, what? Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, down in Gula, I didn't hear about it. In Alabama. Uh, We'll be back 15 minutes past the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming your way. But um, obviously it's had an impact on Kelsey Grammer. You can see that clearly. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. A couple of things. Uh, Strahan has talked to DeMar Hamlin. couple of clips that go together. Strahan is asking DeMar Hamlin, uh, can anybody tell us or tell you, you know, what, what happened to you? We'll get that response. And then when you start uh, talking about the huge increase in heart-related uh, deaths since the pandemic, you're going to have a doctor come out and uh, you can probably guess uh, is going to uh, – uh, w- what this doctor says uh, that – that this doctor is trying to tie it to won't surprise you, but we'll walk that out. Let's start with Strahan first. So here he is talking to Damar Hamlin about, do you have any idea what caused your cardiac event? Here we go. From the ICU, the question on so many minds, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition, could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, um, that's something I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm-hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just that we we still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. So, Bubba, what say you? He clearly pauses. Does that pause tell us he has been there has been a discussion, but he's just not going to talk about it? Well, he said he didn't want to go into right. it. I, I don't know. That was a long pause. I, I don't. I mean, obviously, your medical stuff is private. Understood. Uh, unless you don't care, 
you know, and we do that a lot here on the show. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> much, much to some people's dismay. Yeah, torn uh, cat, torn cat. But too. but his his uh, his heart stopping was so public. It, it was on Monday Night Football. It was the top issue in the story uh, in the country for a week for several days, and and now still going on. It seems like he'd want to clear that up. Um, I don't know why he's not wanting to say. I don't know if they have just said we don't know, or uh, you know. And we know there's several things you can you can have blunt force, and it just be at the wrong mm-hmm. millisecond of the heart beating cycle, and it, it could cause it to stop or something else. But I don't I don't know why he would not say that. Well, you can look at this two and, ways. And you knew if he was going to be interviewed, that's going to be one of the first questions. Well, yeah, you can look at this two ways, and it could really be either. It could be it had something to do with my participation in football. So there's a lot of, uh, of uh, baggage if I go there, and that's how we all make a living. Or you can look at it as it was tied to the vaccine or these, these vaccines we were forced to take. That opens up another can of worms. Uh, I don't know whether he's ever had COVID before because you can hear this next cliff, and they're going to say, oh, all this is from COVID itself. Right. Uh, but, uh, but, of course, that's why our people who got the vaccine, which is supposed to be the end all, they, they're having the trouble too. So I don't know how this doctor is going to explain that part away, but we'll hear that clip. So so it is interesting. He he says I w- I, something I want to stay away from. So the doctors have talked to him about how why they think he had this cardiac event. But he's just not ready to tell, or he may never tell us. Mm-hmm. And and it's his business and between him and his doctor. Is it a possibility? Is there a possibility? I, I didn't look at that as someone trying to hide something. No. I almost looked at it as I'm still so traumatized by the whole thing. I was basically dead, and they had to bring me back. And I don't want to talk about that. I, I'm not ready to discuss that. Yeah. Is that, I mean I, that's kind of what I took from it. Yeah, it could be anything. But, but I mean, but you you could see why where why you would go. I'm still processing it. They're still sure, processing, and yeah. and I do have something I could say right now, but it wouldn't be wise. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean like conspiracy. I mean we're still processing all this. Right. You know, it's right. almost like he was trying to figure out during the interview what he wanted to say, uh, and came to the conclusion he wasn't ready to, or, or I don't want to go. Adler, there. I know you've probably gone to three B, and I apologize for that. Can we see him take the pause one more time? Is that a big issue? It, it, okay. it seems like he could have just said, "I'm not ready to talk about it." Well, you can see, like he knew he was going to be asked. He's yeah. contemplating yeah. it. Yeah, and, he is. He is. And, and, and Strahan and probably made a wise decision. It's right. hard to stop beating. You're 24, peak physical condition, could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um. Um, that's something I want to stay away from. Thirteen seconds, by the way. Yeah, how did? And by the way, I think I saw an edit. What what happened to you? I think I saw an edit. It might have been longer than that. It looks Mm -hmm. like they almost. There's a little jump in there, like they they cut the time down a little bit. Something happened in the break. Did he talk to? Did he look off camera? Say, what can I say here? Who knows what happened? But I agree. I think there was an edit there, Rick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know if that means it was longer or shorter, and they're trying to be dramatic. I don't know, but um, right. but there's no doubt that he he pauses almost like he's considering it. Yeah. Because if I was ready for that answer, I'm not going to talk about that right now. That'd be the first thing I said. But he, you see him <clears throat> contemplate for a minute, yeah. and then he decides not to for whatever reason.
Um, now let's mm. go to one of the things out there is that there's some issues involving some of the vaccines and some of the treatments involving heart and blood clots and all that. So CBS is going to note that that is taking place, but watch who get, what get what is going to get blamed for it. Here we go. Uh, heart attack deaths have become more common across all age groups since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. But a recent study found that young people are actually most at risk in this case. According to Cedars-Sinai Hospital, the number of heart attack deaths among 25 to 44-year-olds in the U.S. over the first two years of the pandemic was 30% higher than predicted. Dr. Celine Gounder is here on set with us uh, to talk more about it. She's editor-at-large for public health at Kaiser Health News, and she is also an infectious disease specialist and epidemiologist and a CBS News medical uh, contributor. Dr. Gounder, thank you for being here. Uh, what stood out to you in this study? I think the fact that you're seeing such a big increase specifically in the youngest age group, so the 25 to 44-year-olds, you saw this 30% increase in the risk of death from heart attack. And that really is quite striking. That's not a group, an age group, in which you normally see heart attacks, much less dying from a heart attack. So the, the, to do a study like this, you look at the years prior to the pandemic and the typical rate of heart attack death in that age group, and then you see it increase and you wonder what's the new variable. And so the pandemic is that new variable? That's right. So these uh, researchers looked at 10 years of data across the U.S., all the death certificates that get filed with the CDC, uh, that data. And so what they saw is prior to the pandemic, heart attack deaths were actually dropping and then that trend reverses, and you see those deaths go up, especially among that youngest age group during the pandemic. And do we know why the why younger people might be more at risk? Or we don't know for sure. And in fact, these death certificates are probably not even capturing the fact that they might have had COVID. Uh, they're really just saying, did you die from a heart attack or not? Um, what we do know, however, is that younger people were less likely to protect themselves against COVID than older people, less likely to mask, less likely to take other mitigation measures. And they were also farther back in line to get vaccinated. So they were not protected with vaccination until later in the pandemic. Those might have been a factor here. So you see the pivot. We'll talk about that when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The the view, you know, I don't know who delivers more for us, the view or Biden. Uh, to me, it is a clash of the comment titans. Uh, and this is a thing that's been going on right now that I've noticed in our society that that I don't fully follow. It's like you know when when this this new revisiting, we're pretending that things in history that have taken place moving us forward when it comes to bigotry and racism. We're kind of living in a time with all this talk of reparations and certain, you know, some of the movements as if there's been no progress whatsoever concerning the plight of people of color in this country, which I think really takes a lot of heroes uh, of the civil rights movement uh, and, and heroes uh, that eradicated slavery from our country 
and just throws them in the garbage as if they've never done anything. And, um, and so one of the things is like acting like that something has not taken place or it just took place when it took place years ago. One of them now will include, does anybody really believe that is a fan of American football? Honestly. And it did happen at one time. I heard it myself in the in the stands. It, no doubt oh, there was, was a time, time sure. when bigots and racists in our country thought that black men could not play quarterback. No doubt that took place. But I think we overcame that, and, and, and we have overcome it long, long, we long ago. Well, Sonny... Uh, thank you for the sunshine on the view, you know, cause a lot of people tried and they were even black men that said, I don't want to be part of this. There's two black quarterbacks playing each other in the Super Bowl. We finally arrived and it's black history month. There were even black men going this. We've long gotten past this. Don't do this to these two quarterbacks. They don't need to be pulled into that narrative. Let them just be great quarterbacks who, who led their teams yeah. to the Super Bowl and have been playing well as long as they've been playing. One of them's the highest paid player in team sports, right? And, it, right. and is the MVP of the league. So there, there was a pushback on that these men shouldn't be treated that way, even from black people. Some, uh, but Sonny wants us to know that black quarterbacks have have finally it's fine. We can stop all the thinking they can't lead teams. <laughs> Does anybody think black quarterbacks can't lead teams? I, that thinking, uh, I mean, and that, and that, well, I've been around it from high school all the way up. Nobody, no, nobody. I promise you, if you're winning, they don't care who's playing quarterback. No. So here she is. The only well, thing that would have made it better for me is, you know, finally we know that black quarterbacks can lead teams. So, finally, she said. Finally, we finally figured this out. The world. We knew that. That right? was we never knew a that. question. We knew but, that. But um, you know, it takes people a minute how, to catch up. How about we know that black quarterbacks can lead? Good. Guys, listen, Doug Williams was way before my time, okay? Okay. But we can – that's ridiculous. You can go back, what, nine, ten years, Russell Wilson. Uh, the list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, Steve McNair. Oh, yeah, we I can mean, go way I back. I mean, we can go – go back to just Doug – Doug Williams. Yeah, again, when, when before – When that took place, that was the beginning of the end of this narrative because he was dominant in the game. His team was dominant offensively. And really, from that moment on, you you've never <laughs> – I mean, think of all the black quarterbacks you can name right now that have led teams to either opportunities to win championships or championships. Yeah, yeah. and it uh, wasn't because they were black or what they were. No. The they bottom just, line Steve is, McNair, if you get the Randall job Cunningham, done, Warren Moon. I mean, I, I people, goodness gracious! If guys. you're a fan of the team, you don't. There was no, a time when that was not true. No they doubt were, they were bigots and they didn't no like. Doubt. We all heard it. No doubt. That was a long time mm-hmm. ago. But that is no longer the narrative, and it hasn't been the narrative. For a really long time. Yeah, and she's it, acting like that this Super Bowl yeah. finally did it. Finally <laughs> did it. Playing quarterback requires a very uh, uh, specific gift for as your ability to look and read defenses and make quick decisions and get out of trouble. And some people have that gift and some don't. And really, skin color has nothing to do with it. <laughs> and if you want to make it about race, which I'm not, Mahomes is just as white as he is black. Yeah. 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 No, no question. I mean, yeah. But really what she's doing is she's insulting former black quarterbacks that were great leaders. Exactly. Of and course I, she I mean, is. And she acts like this is – finally, I love right. that stuff. Yeah. You know, finally. And, and currently. Uh, hey guys, right now, I'm sitting here thinking of all the NFL teams. It's harder for me to find white great quarterbacks than it is black well, because they're all over the league and doing yeah. extremely well and extremely successful. Hey, guys, if we're worried about diversity in that sport, or really any sports, 
you're going to be very disappointed because it's not very diverse. But I personally don't have a problem. I care whoever the best play. That's it. And whatever. Yeah. And that's college and pro. And high school. It is what it is. If if we truly go the best play, let them. I don't care what color they are. No. If you're the best, you ought to be out there. I'll go with this again. You know who else is is disrespectful to? Of course, now these people never get an audience. Mm -hmm. It's disrespectful for people who are not bigots and are not racist, never have been, or maybe they saw the error of their ways and they were generation breakers, and they're just sitting there saying, here's two great quarterbacks, and i got to keep hearing that somehow y'all think i got a problem with that. Mm -hmm. It's disrespectful to those people too. Did anybody honestly – I know there's still probably some old folks that are still living or or some of these idiots that have been raised up in this and they won't let it go. But I I I want everybody to be completely honest. Did anybody watch that Super Bowl and think, hey, a couple of black quarterbacks? No. No. I I mean, these these men's name have become synonymous – with with being great quarterbacks and you know Jalen Hurts is is he's gotten better every year but amazing story but nobody thinks that he can't is not a great quarterback no one remotely thinks Mahomes is not one of the best of all time oh, he's the highest paid player in the NFL yeah. he's just getting started and of course we're ignoring any part of his of his ethnicity that isn't black but yeah. that's a whole other story we've we've covered that apparently he's Ricky, the best at chugging beer too did you see him in the I, I don't think you know really I, I remember um, very clearly that the Rams had a black quarterback when I was growing up. I looked it up, James Harris, in 1974. He actually was a starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills in 69. Uh, Denver had a starting quarterback that was African-American in 1968. So, what about Vince Evans? He was back in the 70s, wasn't he? Uh, the Bears? Yeah. You, you had Vince, Vince at – Well, uh, Joe Gilliam uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, 73, but, J.J. Jones, James Harris, as I mentioned, well, Vince I, Evans, Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, Reggie Collier. But, but we're acknowledging Williams. there was a time when there were people who had Rodney a problem Pete. with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and no that, question. And, they, and then even if you had black quarterbacks at one time, they said, yeah, but they can never get you to the championship. Well, Doug Williams shattered all that, and from that time on, that has not been a discussion anymore. It certainly isn't a discussion now. No way, no how. And, and she's acting like that finally – Fine. Woo. Finally. Woo. Y'all, Steve McNair in 2003 was the MVP of yeah. the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure was. Yeah. One, I mean, one of the best to play I mean, the position. I, yeah. We saw him in college. Yeah. Oh, we did. Those Guys, I had. Was, was a few yards from winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham were posters oh. in my room. Uh huh. Yep. Did you ever think they were black my quarterbacks goodness. or did you just think they were quarterbacks? No, I had Tony Gwynn. You couldn't find a white dude in my room. <laughs> yeah. Not one. Tony Gwynn's up there. Oh, yeah. It's just. I mean, what are we talking about? Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson. Now I'm starting to think about it. I, I didn't have any white athletes I looked up well, to. Well, you know what? Well, they were fans of what they did. It didn't matter. I'll tell you, it Michael, shouldn't matter. you probably put posters of the best athletes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did. It shouldn't yeah. matter. You'll, you'll find a whitey every now and then, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, throw Dale Murphy in there just for good. Yeah, yeah. that was a good Larry one. Bird. Was one. Larry Bird. Larry yeah. Bird. Everybody goes to Larry My Bird. My dad liked him, so I didn't like him. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We go to everybody's favorite leader of the free world, Joey Biden. Hey! President Joe Biden. Where to go? Where to go? He's hiding in the basement. That's right. Everybody knows. Hey, basement Joe. Well, let's run through our Joe Biden uh, quotes today. Of course, now it, it, it facts don't matter uh, when Joey's talking. But and again, I'm with what Greg was saying in the break on this but he first feels one. Feels our pain. 
I don't want to be over overly critical of of Democrats and act like they are when it comes to those they oppose politically. But if a Republican had said what Joe Biden is about to say, unfortunately, he would have been attacked from all ends, been called a bigot, a racist. See, look, there it is. That's that. What is it called? The uh, the uh, passive aggressive. Yeah, um, uh, when, when you're being racist, but, but you, you don't know you, it. You don't even know it. Yeah. Uh, you don't control it. There's a term passive aggressive. Is it micro? Microaggression. Microaggression. I don't know. That's what I've come up with. Let me tell you this. I would give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt. And I don't think he should be attacked for this, except for the fact that he would attack somebody else for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here... And co- the View certainly would. Oh, the View. <laughs> Whoopi would be screaming at us, pointing her finger at the camera, uh, wearing some shirt uh, <laughs> with, with some sort of, you know, I'm out to get you phrase on it. So here is Biden re- referring to Democrat Wes Moore, who is Maryland's first black governor. And here is what he says. And you got a hell of a new governor in Westmore, I tell you. So insincere. He's the real deal. And the boy looked like he can still play. <laughs> he got some guns on him. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, I don't think, I mean, it's all, we're all yeah. scared of words, but I, like you said, if that had been anybody else. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you this, leftists out there. And the term boys, what yeah. we call That's what I'm yeah. talking about. You had, you had a white man in authority refer to a black man as boy. That's what just happened. Now, do I think that was micro-racism? I think that's not being fair to the president. But if it had been a Republican, and, <sighs> and if the unspeakable, his, his last name starts with a T, if he had said it, y'all be losing your, losing your ever-loving mind. And, uh, and, and so, and it is uncomfortable. Boy, looks like you still play. I might say that about yeah. any friend of mine. Yeah. Of course, I don't know if they're friends, but but that's a that's a bubbo no no in the hypersensitive world of micro racism and bigotry from white men in authority. Am I am mm-hmm. I correct? Yeah. If I'm a leftist, now I'm not, so I'm not going to do that. Right. But would 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 the left let anybody get away with that? No. Other than this guy? No. 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 Okay. I'm just no. saying. Would the view let it go? Oh no, no! no. Oh, they go. They'd have a special prime time <laughs> get together. Oh, yeah. Special would. report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this just in. This just in. And oh, and, and little Peter Pan on MSNBC. Oh, oh she did. She, she Maddow just be mad at it, and she'd be crying, <laughs> oh, yeah. <and> screaming. <laughs> Play it back. The, the, the Ku Klux Klan is back in the White House. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Now the next one. This is a trick from the left. They've done for the longest. They keep telling you they're not going to tax you uh, if you make less than some outrageous amount, something they think really resonates with people, 400000 Oh, my gosh. Uh, but the, when you really look at what they're actually doing, because that's not enough people, they always lower what they consider to be wealthy so they can get enough tax revenue. And before you know it, you're considered wealthy by them. <laughs> right. uh, and they've done it again. But here, here is Biden telling you a just complete lie. Here we go. No one making less than 400000 bucks a year. And I don't know a lot of people I grew up with made 400000 Oh, don't do Will this. not see a penny increase in their taxes. That's wrong. Yeah, nice. He's already raised the tax burden on Americans making as little as $20,000 a year. They do it every time. Uh, the most famous was when Clinton did at that time in '94. Uh, was it '94? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, um, th- this is—they've been playing this game forever, and chumps keep going for it. Mm-hmm. Before I, you know it, suddenly that twenty grand, forty grand mm-hmm. a year, 
they they want it too. Mm-hmm. You know why? Oh, yeah. You know why? If they only go after the top one percent, it's not enough people. Got enough money. Right. It's I not think, enough people. I think Joe, and I may be totally wrong on this, but I, I think he misquoted that. I think his number was two hundred thousand, wasn't it? Four hundred if you were married. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he he may he may have been wrong on that too. Well, if Who you knows? look at it though, as normal, they've taken the scale all the way down to twenty grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, speaking of lies, Rick, look at one C. I mean, this is another lie here. Uh, here's the latest one. It's just, do they have any new tricks? No. Any whatsoever? Republicans are going to come after your Social Security and your Medicare. Here he goes we again. Wait, wait, and wait till the hard. very end. He pauses. Listen to what he says at the okay, end. Okay, here, here we go. As I said in the State of the Union, if everyone tries, anyone tries to get rid of Social Security or Mm. Oh, spinning. We're spinning. Well, spinning. We're spinning, y'all. <laughs> He's having to read. How about oh, this? My goodness. How about this? He is spinning. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Out of control. Mm-hmm. But it, wow, that sandwich on four. Tear it up. Bubba, bubba, bubba. Oh, little cheese. Hopefully, it works. All right. Here we go. As I said in the State of the Union, if everyone tries, anyone tries to get rid of Social Security or Medicare, I will veto it. There's more. If that's the Republican dream, I'm their nightmare. <laughs> that's the Republican dream. Straw man. Yeah, to shut Straw down man. Social Security and Medicare. I'm their nightmare. I'm their nightmare. Now, granted, it's probably going to just run out of money before they can, but. <laughs> yeah, that that's the problem. Oh, yeah. It's a Ponzi scheme that's running dry. And, uh, you know, if anybody <laughs> yeah. else other than the federal regardless. government was doing this, they would go to prison, i.e. Bernie Madoff right. and a whole list <laughs> right. of others. Yeah. So we got it now. How do you keep it solvent? Mm. Um, it has been suggested, you know, they get very little return on their investment. Mm. And it has been suggested that you take some of that and put it into the stock market just to try to get a little more interest mm-hmm. return on it. And that has been, uh, I mean, that just, you know, you were, you were attacked. Oh yeah. They even said you were wanting to get rid of it for doing that when you're actually wanting to save it. But here's the problem. Uh, when you had more people paying in than retiring, it worked fine, but now we're going to have more people retiring than paying in. So how do you make up the difference? Well, I think it's typical. You must be a Republican. That must be your dream. No, I'm a mathematician. Right. I've because got a calculator. I'm a <laughs> now, I've got a calculator, yeah. and it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, President, it, we all feel like we're in a nightmare. You're right about that. Yep. Uh, all right, so now uh, wait, hey, half a million. Big number hey, here. If that's his dream. We're the number. Yeah. Hey, how about <laughs> this? How about this? Big number here coming from Joe. Yeah. He's going to bring 500,000 charging stations, and he's going to take millions of barrels of oil off the road, Bubba. Here, 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 here you what? go. Here you go. No, this is going to have a major impact on the environment, what we're doing. No, it's not. Specifically reducing carbon in the air as we begin to move these 500,000 charging stations around the world, I mean, around the country. Mm. And ultimately, it's going to take millions of barrels of oil off the road. No. <laughs> okay, well, that's, a, that's an interesting way to phrase that. I'm, I know what he's trying to say. Yeah, oh, sure. But here's the problem. And here's the first direct issue. Uh, More cars, Mm -hmm. uh, battery cars, more plastic. That's still more oil on the road. It is. You're just driving the oil instead Mm. of burning it. Yep. And the other part is you're charging electric cars. That's fine. But how are you generating the power to charge that? 500,000 of them. Unless you're charging them directly with a solar panel. 
Uh, you're probably turning a turbine burning fossil fuel somewhere down the road. So instead of it being burned on the tailpipe level, it's uh, being burned at the smokestack level, still burning fossil yeah. fuel. It may not be on the road, but it's still. But Bubba, boy, bless what, heart. But bless the uninformed masses just—if if, I'm—if I'm a tree hugger, I'm just eating that up with two spoons. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not listening to how it's actually going to work. It, no, and you no. know, what's that got to do with it? I'm driving an electric car. I wanted to ask too. I, when we were just outside Orlando this weekend, I saw massive solar panels, and I never did find out who whose those are or what are they charging at. Now, well, and I want to know how efficient they are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd like to know a lot more. I didn't know this this happened, but I've heard other people talking about it, that how refreshing it is that when the Philadelphia Eagles were beaten in the Super Bowl uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they actually have take, taken responsibility and accountability for the loss. They're not blaming the refs for a bad call. They're not blaming something on being unfair or somebody cheated, You know all the stuff you hear now. Uh, it's really a breath of fresh air that they actually take accountability for losing, uh, meaning they just didn't get the job done. Uh, and so here, here is uh, the video of the players from the Eagles talking about losing the Super Bowl. And, and so Adler, te- set this up for us. And um, you're going to hear them talk about a couple different things from the holding call to the turf being slippery and things like that. Mm. And it starts with Jason Kelsey. All right. I'm never going to be somebody that puts a blame or anything on officials. It's a hard job. I don't think this game is uh, defined by one play. Um, one play throughout the game, one call, whatever it was. You know, I'm, I'm big on self-reflection and reflecting on the, thing, on the things that I could have done better. It was it was a hold, so they called it. I, I, I trust them refs, man. The refs going to make the call in the moment of the game. and That one right there, ah, that one stung a little bit, but we shouldn't even put ourselves in that position. I, I know it always appears to be that you know, it's one call that makes it. It's not. It's not what it is, right? It's not what it is. There's there's, there's so many plays that contribute to the the end result of the game, and in, and today they were better than we were. On that field, the footy. Yeah. What was your was What terrible. was your experience? Uh, again, the Kansas City Chiefs have to play on it too. <laughs> I mean, both teams have to play on it. Um, I, I don't think it ended up being an advantage either way. I think both teams probably had their fair share of slips and. What not? A lot of people said that, you know, if you look at the film, everybody slept on both sides, so I'm not going to sit there and, and use it as an excuse or complain about it. I mean, you know, it's evident, though. When you see the tape, is on there, whether it be yes or no, when you see the tape, is on there. Both teams played on the same same uh, field. Uh, you know, saw them slipping around a little bit. Um, obviously, uh, field conditions, we got to make sure we're right. Uh, a lot of us ch- did change cleats and uh, seemed to work a little bit better. Um, definitely not the reason we lost the game or anything, though. So, uh, what a breath of fresh air. Wow, yeah. that's really nice. Uh, yeah, it's um, – uh, I, 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 t- talking about the field thing, uh, I can remember one time that uh, and Dad was going to do the coaches' show, and they played the, the day before in pouring rain. It was horrible weather. And they had beaten the team pretty bad. And um, – the other team's coach was having his coach's show, and Dad was walking through the house. You remember this, Greg? Mm-hmm. And he just stops and listens to the guy making all the excuses. He looked and said, man, you'd think it was raining on one side of the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we got to play on a dry field, and they got to play on a wet field. Right. Where did we get our 34 points from? Uh, but anyway, so um, it's, uh, I, it's a breath of fresh air, and it's one of the things, you know, we always talk about the influence um, that our fathers had on us, and if that was one thing, 
And, Bubba, you talked about that with your dad earlier in the week. But if that was one thing that my dad did not tolerate, it was making excuses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He absolutely would not stand for it. Right. You, you had to take accountability for what you did, and you don't go through your life making an excuse when sometimes you just have to say you didn't get the job done. And, yeah, oh, absolutely. And you, and I my, agree. It, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, I agree it, with and, it. And modern day, you don't really hear that much anymore. Everybody's got an excuse for something. Nothing, nothing's anybody's fault. I've been wronged. I got this. I got cheated and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And, um, and, and to hear them go through and say, we all played on the same field. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a hold. They just called it. The, uh, that, that we shouldn't have been in a position that that call would have made any difference one way or the other. Yeah, let's cover the punt. Don't let them run it inside right. the 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you got to cover a punt. It's funny how that punt return just all of a sudden got forgotten by a lot Well, of you people. play four quarters. That like was you, said, you can go through the game and pick out different stuff. Yeah. That, Did I see uh, where the Eagles lost both coordinators? One to the Colts yeah. and one to the they, uh, yeah. Arizona. Or Houston. Mm-hmm. No, Arizona as head coach. You oh, know, know, we, had, we had really the through a very long season, the two best teams played in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. played an outstanding game, and the Chiefs were a field goal better when all was said and done. I don't think it's any slack on anybody. Chris, mm-hmm. You know, if you lose, you want to win. I got that. But uh, – they were better that day, and but it looks like the Eagles got a pretty good team, good coach. Looks yeah. like they got the right attitude. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be right back in the thick of it. Do we dare show Bubba video nine? Uh, I just watched yeah. it, by the way. Is it I awful? Don't, I don't know that he. It's much worse than I thought it would be. <laughs> and so I, I mean, there is a disclaimer on how, here. How many My times goodness. do you think people have already sent that to me? Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. It's oh, did you watch then it? If he's watched it, then I think we need to show the rest of the world. It's horrible. Mm. This one reason not to live in this place, wherever it is. <laughs> wherever it is. You, uh, you know, see, it's, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things when it comes to just snakes. There's there, there's just things I don't even want to get around. Uh, it's We're spinning in there, so he's having to reboot again. Uh, well, but, you know why? That's probably yeah. God not wanting us to look at it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the devil's little hand puppet. Right. right. Or a big just, hand puppet in this case. Right. I can't get over that how they how they come to know this was it is they were sleeping and they kept hearing something above them. Don't say that. Yes, yes. And so then they got to looking and realized this is what it is. And then when they, the process of getting them down, Mm -hmm. here we go, here we go. You said getting them down? Oh, Multiples? All right, so they hear things in their ceiling and it's a bunch of pythons? Oh, Oh, my God. Gosh, Bubba, did you you have to see that? (laughs) Must be what hell looks like. You're right. Oh, oh my god. Can you imagine, guys? <laughs> Look that's at, your house. That's your oh, house and those things so are fat. You've, you've been sleeping while that's going on. No. Yes. But oh, there ain't no rats goodness. up there. No. <laughs> well said. Please, oh. They just fall from they're the just ceiling too like heavy. demons. They're, they're, they're just, yeah. they're just too heavy. Right yeah, it is. They're just Can too heavy. Can I ask y'all, uh, is so that three fat. of them? At least three. Or is that one yeah. doubled over? I think it's at least three. We got us a hot burn snake. It to, we got burn us it to the ground. Please watch when they hit the the ceiling. They tap mm. the and the, it just go. Oh, they're like they're like bigger than my legs combined. Easy. I know how them snakes feel falling uh, to that ceiling. That's like four of Speedy's legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm laughing at both of y'all. By the way, yeah. is there a? Uh, <laughs> you said they know. You know. I how know they how they feel. feel. Yeah, it's not pleasant. <laughs> you, y'all being a little rough on the snakes. It ain't a good thing. Yeah. I like seeing you fall through that, the roof. Had you? Yeah. Uh, is, is there a hot snake up there? I mean, how's that work? Because it looks yes. like they're all with, they're all kind of mm. cold up. What, around what each country other. is that? Is that Malaysia? Malaysia. Yeah. Will you ever go to Malaysia ever? Just based no. off this video, wow. huh? Would you go near there? No. Huh? Why would I? Day, right? So, guys, I've I've been hearing something in my ceiling, and I call exterminator, and this is what they find. No. Goodness, no. Uh-uh. I don't know how the ceiling held them. No, but no, didn't, it didn't apparently. Yeah. 
When I was a little kid, I did hear some sounds, and we got some some uh, squirrels out of our attic once when I was a kid. But it took us a little while, and I was trying to fall asleep as a kid, and it's just... Oh, yeah. Know, squirrel ain't hey, hey, would you do me a favor? Did you see the one I sent you about the streets of New York? No. Oh, my goodness, yes, Please I did. show Rick that. No, no, no. Is it rats? Yeah. Rick, I don't want to see Rick, that. You didn't see the guy sleep on the subway the other day and that one was crawling on him? Greg, I don't want to see that. He went, he went like, Rick, this guy, <laughs> this guy skins <laughs> them and cooks them on the street. No, I don't want to see that. Why, would I, why would I watch it's, that? It's rats on a stick. Oh, I bet he's never look, hungry. Look, Rick. Gosh. I bet he's never hungry. They're big as cats. Oh, that's just gross. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm done. Wow, that's that. big. Right that's across his... the street from a subway. Look that at that. Big. Please look at Rick. Everybody look at Rick's face. That's awful. Oh, my Rick, are gosh. you okay, buddy? Guys, that's a big rodent. Are they that big? That's your snake, isn't it? Why yeah. are we cooking them and I don't eating like either them? one. I like snakes or the... Just cut their head off. Thing? I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, head off. There's got to be a better way to prepare them than that. Yeah. I know. It even is... Ugh. Right. Well, we come back, Rick. We got news from Ryan Seacrest. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. Well, I heard you talking about it. I know you're distraught. <laughs> he is. Tore up. I'm not distraught. Snakes. I never see it. His <laughs> calf's hurting his <laughs> Yeah. Tore my calf. Wow. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, I probably shouldn't announce it, uh, but it, it, it appears, if we can get some confirmation from people that are more reliable than you and me, that Raquel Welch has passed away. Yeah, I think that is uh, pretty settled, Rick. A lot of okay. stories on that yesterday, too. So at 82. 82 years old. One so. of the first pinup girls. Well, I remember y'all were saying in the break, when I was a lad, I can remember hearing the older men, or the adult men oh, yeah. is a better way to put it, she was the standard. Yeah. If, yeah. if, you, oh, yeah. if you were talking about somebody's potential uh, attractiveness, uh, the standard for those men was always Raquel Welch. Yep, they they would it. they would say Raquel Welch in a second. She got oh, her yeah. starring role, Rick, on uh, a movie called One Million Years BC, which she played okay. a cave woman. Okay, and All that's right. where she became. Well, there uh, you go. The best known. There you go. And I think also <laughs> picked up a, a little bit of uh, entertainment legend, if I'm not mistaken. Now she wasn't the one that Johnny Carson was interviewing, was she? Uh, uh, I've I, heard that story. That story, I do believe. Is that uh, a real story? Is that urban legend? Is it that urban? May be uh, urban legend. Can I ask you? We ever got to confirm? Is that a? Is that urban legend? I don't. And know. it may be. I'm not going to say it, but it, I'm not going. I don't know. This is a stretch, but I, I've got to ask. Y'all may not even know. We've all heard it. Is Raquel Welch the person that's in the poster in the movie Shawshank Redemption when Andy Dufresne covers the hole up? It's uh, a good question. I can't remember. Is or, that her, or was it? Or was that Bridget Bardot, or, or Rita that? Hayworth? Might have been Rita Hayworth. Yeah, might have been. Might have been Rita. That sounds more accurate. I actually heard somebody report on her like it was. It's Rita Hayworth. Okay, because okay. I thought right. to myself, I don't think they're right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's Rita Hayworth. Okay. Okay. All right. I knew it was, about well, it. I knew it was one of those. <laughs> I'm whispering, Greg. Right. Urban legend. <laughs> But but anyway, all right. So uh, the other announcement, Bubba, is, is it Urban Legend? <laughs> because it's got Bubba tickled. <laughs> look, look at Bubba. Uh, there she is. Well, that's in the. Look at the uh, the is turtle. That a turtle. Please look at the turtle. Please look at a dinosaur in that movie. Please look, look at the is. at the special <laughs> effects. Right please there. look at the special <laughs> effects. <laughs> it's a snapping that's turtle. A, hilarious. She's Not like, known for her acting. She's blowing no. like a warning horn. Like, it's like a, a warning horn. Shell. Yeah. <laughs> trying to warn the rest of the tribe. What was that? Yeah. All right, so so I'm sorry, I didn't catch yeah. it. What did all right, you so she was warning she's the calling the turtle. Yeah. 
So let's talk about <laughs> the other announcement that Ryan Seacrest, and we just played a clip with him with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. He's stepping down from that show, right? Yeah, he's leaving live with Kelly and Ryan. Uh, said he uh, is going to uh, be you know, still doing his other things that he does. He's moving back to L.A. And uh, Mark, uh, her husband, Mark, how do you say his last name? Consuelo uh, or Cons- something. Yeah, is that he, right? he is going to be <laughs> taking his place. I don't know if that's permanent or temporary, uh, but he will still be on through the spring. Oh, that's a big mistake. Uh, big right. He's been there imagine. six years. No, six what, years. Yeah, what I'm saying. But have you yeah. noticed, and we have to take notice of this, she never leaves, but the men who are co-hosting event mm-hmm. all do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does, oh, yeah. does that tell us anything? Well, I think Michael that, Strahan was in and out of there so fast. Oh, didn't even was he even there the two weeks? The marriage is doomed. Let's just face um, it. Yeah, that's true, though. This might be a bad move. Oh, he didn't she, need to she go may work be, with her. She may be tough to work with. What I'm saying is she, she, seem, she seems to be in the camp of a little bit may go a long way. Right. You know, there's, right. there, yeah. there's, there's, there's some, people, there's some people you can't stand Sprinkle. any. You don't want to be around at all. And I don't think she's one of those. But then you have another category of people you go a little bit of them goes a long way. And mm-hmm. and I think she's probably in that category. If, and it's just a guess on my part. I could be completely wrong. It may be wonderful. But it looks like <laughs> that most of the male hosts, they, there's a – there's a timer that goes off, no matter how successful the show that right. they that they have to move. Right. Well, let's point. face it. I mean, Sharan Regis out there; he'd been there forever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and said he wasn't leaving. Ryan, said, and Ryan's, he made it through Kathy Lee Gifford. He couldn't yeah. make it through her. Kathy Lee. Ryan Seacrest has a lot of irons in the fire, and has, and he's mm-hmm. going to be you Stacking know money. still doing uh, uh, American Idol. He does his radio show. He does the New Year's show. I mean, he's, he's got a lot going on. Does he, does it's amazing he, he could do this too. Do we ever see a wife come along? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Right. Not that he may steady girlfriend. I, I think at one point there was he's that. had several girlfriends. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty well noted. Well, we think they were girls. They've been right. photographed, uh, you know, exotic vacations. Not making any comments, just being interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Just, just I one, think he's 48. Now. Just wondering. Mm. He's mm-hmm. dating some girl named Aubrey Page. Okay. Oh, thank you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. But... Mm-hmm. Of course, sure. John Travolta was married, but yeah. Hey. Uh, but the, uh, uh, what are we doing? Uh, well, I just speculate. Back to Raquel. So people were saying that there was, her, one of her posters was up in the prison. So both. Yeah. Okay. Like they mentioned so he had it, several. Okay. okay. Well, so yeah. Rita Hayworth prison, was one, so. and Raquel Welch was one. Well, it's a prison. You might as well have them all. Yeah. And yeah. on the Johnny Carson. And it's Carson, the same one Greg has up in his office. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> on the Johnny Carson story, uh, and I don't know, this is just someone commenting on it. Um, they said it was not Raquel, Raquel Welch. It was Zsa Gabor. <laughs> but that did happen. Okay. So that's not urban legend. That's that's what this person <laughs> says. Now, I don't Thank know. you for using We're ready to email. Clyde in Huntsville knows. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. You don't. You, you don't. Please look, being attacked. Uh-oh. Well, the graphics. The special okay. effects. The special effects are, are, are one real. That looks real. That's so funny. <laughs> but of course, now we're going back to where things don't out. look real again. When By did the that way, movie come out? I do want to tell the current movie people, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking on the behalf of my baby brother. <laughs> These computer-created oh, animals don't look real. They y'all, don't. Y'all got to drop that. It, that y'all think yeah. y'all are being sharp with it, and you think that we're okay with it, but we're not. You, the the computer-generated oh. animals, that looks ridiculous. And if you've seen the latest- It's like uh, a step backward. Fast mm. and Furious. No. Oh, I, yes. I never got into that video. Series. I didn't either, but I'm talking about I saw the preview for the new one. 
It looks like a video game. Yeah, yeah. He's pulling helicopters with his car and all. Explosions. Yeah, the, spl- the fire is what really looks bad. Mad. It don't look real. But it, like even on 1923, I don't like right. these computer generated leopards. No, right. they, they look ridiculous. Yeah. I like for them like go Scary. find a real dinosaur and Snopes. quit doing exactly. that. Yeah. It's not real. Right. Didn't happen. All right. Snopes says it didn't happen. Didn't now, happen. Clyde said it did, but Snopes said <laughs> no. Right. Look at that, Rick. Golly, I wish I was. My goodness. One million BC came out in 1966. That ain't bad. That's year I was born. (laughs) That ain't bad. That's the year I was born. (laughs) That's so good. Because I'm bad. Picturing you and Infantry. I'm 66. I didn't care. You think I cared about Rocky Wells? I didn't care. No, you just wanted to. (laughs) No. What's a model? What in the world was that? Really good. You can't reference that and Raquel Wells. He's done it again. It's a model. Somebody wake Bubba up, please. He never thinks. He never thinks. I was looking at Raquel Wells' picture. It's a bottle. Yeah, it's a. I was holding a bottle. You were working it. You were working it. They do. You ever seen an infant get hold of it? But you got to be aware of all the conversation that's going on. You got to think of all of it. Oh, did you just hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you imagine? That? Oh, okay, I, I understand your point because I was like, if do you Raquel, saw me, I was clearly I was do, do what Raquel's doing there. there. <laughs> do Speedy. Raquel with that conch shell. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com. Spell out a. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.